and welcome to Upstage Downstage. With me, Richard Platt, seated in the upper circle. And me, Stephen Rees, uh, seated in a cheap seat. This is the Theatre Podcast, where we discuss productions we've seen, things we've liked and may not have liked, giving our complete unprofessional and non-biased opinions. So grab a brew, take a seat and let's raise that curtain. On today's episode, we'll be discussing Boeing Boeing. We saw this current touring production at Derby Theatre on the 25th of June 2022. This comedy farce from 1960 by French playwright Marc Camelletti was translated by Beverly Cross, premiering in 1962 at the Apollo Theatre in London. So Stephen, what's it all about? Paris, 1962. Bernard, a successful architect, has a very complicated love life. His three fiancées, Gloria, Gabriella and Gretchen, work for different airlines with different timetables. With the help of Bertha, his long-suffering maid, Bernard has somehow managed to keep all three women blissfully unaware of the other's existence. However, the arrival of an old friend from the provinces and the launch of a new super-fast jet propel Bernard's carefully constructed plans into comic chaos. So with all that said, let's set set the scene. So Richard, would you like to describe the style of the set or the set for our listening viewers well with this being a 60s style production you were expected to walk into the auditorium to see something very very 60s inspired yeah and when you actually walked in there i mean i in a way felt like we were in the jetsons yes it has that sort of um futuristic 60s futuristic yeah it was it it was very much because obviously boeing boeing you sort of in boeing boeing you expect where planes air hostesses are mentioned you yeah it was a futuristic way of travel flying it was a very new technology in the 60s it was a very because it never used to be mainstream until around the 60s well it was popularized wasn't it with the pam ann yeah definitely and the actual set was a very circular set with did i say pan am or pam ann she said pan am but pan am's amazing Pan America. Pan, have you seen Pan, Pan Man? Man. Oh, Pan yeah, she's amazing. amazing. But yeah. anyway, it, anyway, we, we died. Put to Boeing, Boeing. So in Boeing, Boeing, so the, the set was very circular. You you were presented with seven doorways, and you knew that we, they were basically in a, a high class flat or apartment, very 60s style. Everything got, was very curvy. What you were also presented with above the doorways was there were three semicircular poles. Well, sort of say. I suppose what you're trying to say is that what I think they represented was the flights of the airplanes for each uh, of the air hostesses yeah it was and they went around in those kind of um almost like around the world around the world yeah. basically that's what uh, they were going for which gave some height to the set it basically created a it felt like the ceiling but it, there was not much there there was not much visible mm. apart from these three semicircle um well it's basically the globe metal. isn't it, it really is globe, it's like yeah. those uh, but, lines it, but the i thought the set was designed really well because it was. It looked very sixties. It looked very like I said. It was the very Jetsons and very it was, jet setters, high end, a lot yeah, of money. And it was a quite a simple set. At yeah. That, but it it was a nice set. Yeah. And you you almost instantly knew it was going to be a comedy of doors yeah. purely by uh, there'd be a lot of entrances into different doors. And... Well, the thing is, unless you 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 know the actual play, you wouldn't quite know what to expect. No, not at all. Re- really, but it. Even from the advertisement, you kind of guessed it was a comedy, and then you would, from then, go on to find out that it was a farce. So when you yes. saw all those doors, you just know a farce is just like a 
play of doors, isn't yes. it? I mean, it always you know. worries me when I see a, a set full of doors because I hope they're hung well and I hope they don't start <laughs> swinging unnecessarily or yeah. they don't shut or so, you know, uh, you know, I've, there's, I've had experience where there's been a lot of uh, comedy of doors without literally it, it being in the script. It's more the door's got a mind of its own. So I was, uh, you know, it always put, it always makes me wary when I see yeah. a set full of doors because I hope they've been done well. Especially when it's, it's vital that the door remains shut yes. for a comedy farce. If yeah. you've got someone hidden mm-hmm. behind that, so they yeah, don't see anybody appear, else, yeah. and if if a door opens just willy nilly, it's yeah. like oh, the yeah. whole thing's been it's spoiled, just, just completely thrown away. So yeah, I I was I I did have some confidence because it did look well built. It was a quite a small set really, on the stage. It did it did sort of almost yeah. It, it didn't take up too much take room, up, but it no. was a, it was a travelling piece worked, of theatre anyway. But it but it worked in the size yeah. a little bit like Ladies of Letters. It was it, it was the same sort of yeah it, you know set layout. It was smaller smaller than the main stage, which helped because it kept it condensed as a production. I think what I found was the uh, they went to town on finding the sixties props and the chairs, which was great. However, for me, the actual way they decorated the, the doors just seemed a bit too bland. Like yeah. the, the colour of it and it just seemed... I, well, I don't, I don't know what to say. I wasn't, like, excited no. by the colour of the backdrop and the actual doors, which but then I, is, is weird. Yeah. Because, I mean, not... I mean, for the me, whole play's not about the, the no, doors anyway, no, but, not, but, it, but it just doesn't seem like it was a particularly high-end no. flat. No, 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 you mean. You couldn't really tell where this flat was because no. it was supposed to be set in Paris in the 60s, but nowhere did that flat... There were no references or... There was no... No references to, to Paris. Paris. or there was not even like a picture of the Eiffel Tower or something that would have... Yeah. The, or you're welcome to Paris or the... the or incidentally, even, no light switches as well. Yeah, there was, and there, there was a light Yeah, there was no plug sockets well, on the wall and there was a there was no uh, phone socket on mm. the wall where the phone was working. So, you know, little little bits like that. I mean, I can understand why they went for stylized and didn't have those moments. I mean, the door... It was, I think, just a little bit too basic, I, yes. I think. Had there been a bit more... Uh, French flair in decoration yeah. on the back because yeah. you've already already got the the chairs and the table and um, stuff which and the costumes as well which has that sixties feel but for the actual setting in Paris unless they were talking about it it's not representative in in the no. stage basically no, of course not. I mean one of the things that when we get into the production I because the doors don't necessarily bother me as much as maybe Stephen. However, the what was behind the doors... Are you saying I'm bothered by doors? Well, yeah, you're you door botherer. I bother doors? You bother doors. <laughs> Your doors, you just... Do I just, go around bothering doors you, morning, you, noon and night? You must do. You must do. You're just doing that invested interest. One thing I, I have well, more had a problem bell. was what was behind the doors rather than in front of the doors. I did feel like there was a little bit where they could have enhanced the production by having a different either colour or a different wall behind each door because when those doors opened, you were left a bit flat because there was half a flat behind that door. Even the grand entrance where the corridor was to the, the entrance to the flat, it didn't feel like it was another room. It, yeah, it didn't did, feel like it was a hallway. No, and anything. like the kitchen didn't feel like you were going into the kitchen. It just felt like you were going off stage. So, so there was that. That would have just enhanced 
Yeah, like when when we saw Cluedo, um, that set was just phenomenal. You know, even when they went into the doors for the scullery and the kitchen and so on and so forth, that was perfectly detailed and dressed. It's like the the front doors in Cluedo, when you Mm. open the front doors, the big glass front doors, there was a backdrop of of the outside. The top part, yeah, but the top part, there was a bit of glass in it for the effects of the light. Oh, a little bit of glass. What I mean is, when you open those doors, there was the outdoor seat. Which was just a just the the, the yeah. repeat of the outdoor. You could see it yeah, went out into the, into the countryside. In. Yeah. So you but you got a glimpse of the countryside, yeah. which was enough just to give you. When you're talking about a farce, you have to go there a little bit. It's a little more. Mm. You've got it's worth doing those little bits just to make yeah. Which it is even why more. this is just a little bit basic because open a door and it's just a bare and, yeah, scene. And, which it, I dare say that this is exactly what we got with uh, Red Ellen. Yeah. You open a door and it's just a black set behind it. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you saw the A-frames with, with that Which one. Which sometimes works, but when the, with this, it just... It, the, this it one, just they, they went to the effort of having some flat behind there, but it was the same colour as the paint in on the yes. set of the yeah. flat, the flat yeah. in the set. Even if what there do was, I mean? What do you mean? Well, <laughs> the thing is, though, if you open those doors, you'd expect to see, say, a picture on the wall behind those doors or something. To represent each, each room. Yeah, just something that when you open one, that... One was a bathroom. Yeah. And, and that could have just been, like, It could have been one tiled wall or something, yeah. just to give you that impression. So, yeah. But maybe it's just because this production wasn't a big enough production. No. I mean, we are looking at it. We're looking at what we're presented with. So, you know, yeah. it, I, I just think it would have helped enhance the performance just by those little things really so that but that you know yeah i'm just gonna have a bit of a sip of this coffee and get my breath back so how do you think it was directed i thought it was directed well mm-hmm. because the movements needed to be sharp yeah and there was a lot because i said as i said earlier it's a comedy of doors they everybody had something to do and had to time themselves well for when one door shut, another one opened, or another one shut and another one opened, and like life, yeah. But <laughs> but if you don't, but to do it on stage, you've really got to be on the ball with your script. You've got to be ready. You can't. There's no waiting around. Yeah. You you can't be late because that is part of the comedy by the well, speed it's, it's and the pace far, of so the production. It's, it's, it's passing the baton to the yeah, next actor, whatever. Yeah. You've got to be it's on definitely the definitely relay race. You've got yeah. to be. You've got to do that. Um, because comedy's hard, you know, mm-hmm. it really is. So, so overall, I think it was directed well. I do, I do sort of question maybe a, the casting, but that's that's not always down to the directing, no. you know. So, but as as for the directing, I I think there wasn't anything particularly wrong about it. There's, there's a moment which I'm probably going to pick up on on an actor in, in the next segment, but the the staging of it. For me, the, the two swivel, high-back swivel chairs, I think they were a bit too big. Although they were in of the era, I think they were just a bit too big because a lot of the action happened at the back, like preventing mm. someone from going yeah. into the door and so on. All you could see is like heads above um, those chairs. Now, yeah, we were course. on the front row, yeah. but I just think there was... Had there just been a sofa there, a 60s-styled sofa there where you could see over it, you could have yeah. played more into... Yeah. Um, especially when it came to... Was it Robert and Bridget when yes. they were sort of um, flirting and yeah, wa- yeah, exactly, and yeah, chasing each or, other a little yeah, bit, yeah, and around. wanting more kisses with um, oh the American one, which one was she? Oh Gloria, was it? Yes, when Gloria was uh, kissing him or whatever, they they could have done it on there, but it. I just think that that might have helped better having the sofa than than all three chairs. Plus yeah, it would I have mean, given a different layout. Also, it would have helped with some of the 
funny intimate scenes mm. because they wouldn't have had to just rely on the two chairs like where the opening scene where bernard has got glory's legs on his knee as he's they sat there stretched out mm. that could have been done better on the sofa where there's more movement rather than being stuck almost constrained by a swivel chair and having to stretch and you know you've got more it looks more intimate on a on a sofa. Plus, if you turn those chairs around, you can't see anybody then. No. If one of those those big swivel chairs was in the place of the other one, then that would have been better. It, it would, you only need really one of those on there. Just out yeah. of the three, there was there's just too many swivels. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's um, a correct assumption there. To be fair, but um, no, the rest of the direction, I thought it was uh, pretty much great. Although, what becomes of the part where I think all three women went to the front of the stage and just um, acted a lot towards the audience. Yes. And I don't know if that was direction or it was there. There, there they, was a couple of moments it. where they spent a lot of time looking out of what was perceived as the window, but it was mm. more at the audience rather than... But it, the thing is, it worked for the character of Bridget it did, because yeah. she was very, very passionate. Yes. But the American yes. Gloria... Uh, not Bridget. Why do I keep calling her Bridget? I've been doing this all the time. Um, Gretchen. But when Gloria did it, she had a lot of the um, high buzz American vibe about her. Yeah. But it just seemed a little bit fake, them just standing there doing that I think outside it was... outside to the window or whatever. Yeah, definitely. I think there was moments where... It felt like sometimes it was a play too much to the audience. Yeah. Just I... In the moment, in the scene. I think Gloria maybe didn't have enough level in her performance and that may be where the director could have reined it in and not let her be as over the top at all points, at all the time. And it, it, I think that would have helped. Just you felt like you would, there was breaking the fourth wall a lot, but not intentionally. It was more like they were doing it to be present in the audience when actually it didn't need to be. Now, what do we think about the actual play itself and the writing? Because this is a translation from the original script that was uh, written and first performed in 1960. How do we think that... Well, how do you think that bodes well today? Because um, I know I've not let you speak yet, (laughs) but I I kind of thought in the back of my mind it would have been updated, but it's not because I I didn't realise I was actually setting it still in the 60s. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think the writing... I'm not going to say dated because it it was set in a 60s time period, but the the act one specifically, I do think, would have required some editing because I did feel that it was a long time before you got to the comedy and the funny and the the farce part of the production because there was a lot of setup and there was a lot of almost giving you obvious moments where you were already filling the gaps in. You already knew where this was going and it could have just been tightened up, I think, the first act because once you got into the second act and the third act, it started getting funnier and funnier and funnier, but the actual, the initial, the initial act one, I think it just could have done with, like, reviewing almost. Maybe times change, you know, when you write a play and and then different audiences uh, come back to it. Maybe this is like a whole situation where you go back to an old piece of work and you just edit it. You, you, you know, instead of doing it as is, you just um, edit and, and adapt as you go on. But I know what you're saying. When I was watching it, I thought this isn't relatively funny at the moment. No, this is all, all I got with was uh, the setup. Yes, this is why it's going to be funny. This is the co- this is the situation we're going to be getting in. Yeah, and this is why where the chaos is going to come from because I've got this lady coming in 
flying in here, this lady flying in there, all the different time zones. So it's almost like the setup was too much because it gave too much away. I felt there was not maybe if it was said in an offhand way, yeah, like he's trying to manage everything, yeah. Um, but it did seem, but again, this is probably of the time where he was just being boastful about the fact that he's got three women, yeah. You know, and I think there was like a bit of a disconnect between the audience and that character because you kind of, if that main character of Bernard actually loved these women, but he didn't know which one to marry, that would have been an understandable reason of why he was having uh, relations with all three. Yeah, but I think of the time, it was like it was oh, great man for sort of like sleeping around and just not really wanting to settle down. So I, I think had it have been written. To a point where he wanted to marry, but he didn't know which to choose from. That would have given him more um, of a farcical element to it, as yeah. he's got this like engagement. Although he has like been engaged to them, but retelling it, it would be like, oh, which one do we give it to? And they all sort of like come in, giving him reasons to. And then anyway, it just ends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I get that. What about the ending of it? I mean, for me, the ending... Did it live up to its rounding off the characters' uh, journeys, shall we say? Well, and, the journeys. And, and, I, I know, think it did It did round it all up, I think. After it, heightening everyone's emotions and all the chaos, when yeah. the, the girls do eventually meet each other, do you think there was a payoff justified? I think the payoff was okay, but it could. but yet again, it could have been bigger. I think maybe it could have had more twists. How would you have put the twists in, or what twists? I think that there, there was there was a couple of moments where I think it could have been, but that, I suppose this was written in a time when this this worked at that point, um, and it's really difficult to analyse what you know if you're going to do a classic theatre and you're going to pick a product, you almost stop yourself being able to change it. Mm. However, although it does happen, yeah. because yeah, I know there was an Eggbourne one that I went to see, uh, Bedroom Farce, and the original didn't have any mobile phones, but then he went back to it and, yeah. um, and, and added, added a reason me- why they've got mobile phones yeah. and why they still couldn't communicate yeah. properly. Yeah, I mean, there was there was a moment where Robert basically almost took over the role of Bernard, where he got the opportunity to have multiple partners and he was going out with Gretchen and it could have been funnier if he still took the list and still left you with the intrigue of whether he did actually carry on the legacy of of having more women in with different timetables rather than him just saying oh no it don't matter I'm not going to do that anymore it was mm-hmm. it was it could have been funnier because it could have just left you going well we never know if he's going to do he's going to do the same now because he was the meek and mild person that would never do it and then he's actually turned and changed and mm. he's 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 you know seen the benefits or the you know he's it's changed him as a person and so you're saying you know, like more of a role reversal where yeah uh, robert actually becomes becomes uh, bernard, 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 yeah. bernard becomes uh, yeah robert, robert in a way and it, yeah the one, and it would have had been see. almost it would have had more confidence in the end of production if it had just walked off and you've left with mm. oh <laughs> yeah. he's now he's now changed dramatically and i think that could have been funny and even if Gloria would have run off with the maid, you know, this, this <laughs> you know, because because out her, of nowhere her, there's a romance. Yeah, yeah, out of nowhere that you didn't even see happening, it could have been even funnier. And because there was a time when Gloria went into the kitchen, but nobody discussed it in the second half. There was a moment where Gloria hid in the kitchen with the maid, and it could have just the maid would have done it that, for fifty percent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but but I think that may have 
that may have just gave it a little bit more cheek or a little bit more fun and and I think that would have okay. made it a little bit just you know rather than it ending how it did I think that could have just gone a little bit sent it up a little bit more because let's say at the end of the day this is a farce yeah. so anything's possible yeah. and I think that's the difference so, as long let's as all the storylines are yeah. wrapped up I yeah. kind of like the fact that uh, Robert did he, he was on the precipice of oh I could actually be like uh, Bernard yeah. but he chose to remain true to himself mm. and it was Bernard who changed to be more like Robert and actually yeah. one woman's good for yeah. me so I like that because at the end of the day I think that's probably the um, the lesson learned yeah. in a way Definitely. and the upper hand uh, came from Gloria who was also like uh, Bernard and playing him. So yeah. she had the option of three guys yeah. and he was just one of three yeah. and he didn't know it. Yeah. And whilst he was letting her down, she's like, oh, thank God I can go and actually marry this millionaire now. Yeah, definitely. Well, it was a different sort of uh, way around to how that uh, came about, but that's basically how it ended. So she wasn't the one being used by a, a man and being the one where she doesn't benefit from this. All three women get what they want without yeah. it looking as if they're some kind of object to a man's desire you know even uh, the maid she gets a 40 percent increase on her, in her wages yeah she does right well. by, by staying gloria she goes off to marry the uh, millionaire because she had choices there was a uh, gabriella who actually stayed with um bernard and was engaged and they were setting the date and uh, Gretchen who actually went with Robert because she actually had more of a connection and actually was in love so they all got what they wanted yeah after that whole farce and finding out which door they actually belonged in I suppose yeah definitely yeah so I think it was a good farce yeah totally I do I agree you can't beat noises off though sorry no. but no. but I, I enjoyed this for what it was and yeah after act one was I suppose clumsily setting the situation up. Yeah, I think if that was tight in a very up, that would have made it even way. more of a that would have made it even more enjoyable. But then you know that's how it was written. So I think you've you know if they were trying to be true to it, then mm. you know, and I can see that enough. other people may have may have needed the setup. Other audience members may have may have needed that. Yeah. Whereas I suppose I probably watch it and I quickly start knowing where this is going because of well, I've seen a lot of productions and I yeah. see I know and you you almost know what's coming. Whereas to the new theatre goer or the somebody that's never seen something like that before. Yeah. As a, as a writer myself, I'm already like uh, picking up the um, the notes as yeah. to uh, what the setup is and the wants and the, the, the needs and the obstacles and um, stuff like that. So it was quite clear to me what was going on. Yeah. But I think it was just too on the nose. Yeah, I but, think. To, yeah. But again, it, it's a comedy, so you've got to get it out there. Yeah, so people you are with you from yeah. the get-go. You need your yeah. audience on your side to know that it's a farce and this is what's going to happen. And but, other people I know that have seen mm. it that have, have not maybe analysed theatre as much as I do, they have enjoyed it. So, and they've not even mentioned yeah. that the, the opening was long. So for me, that says that says a lot, you know, to to the average sort of theatre goer. Of course, yes, because your family members went to see this they as did. well after They went to see what, it in the what... evening. I mean, they, they thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. And um, they said it was nice to have a... a see a, a great farce again really yeah. and, you know and they are theatre goers yeah, aren't they theatre goers they, yeah they go, go, they go and see a lot so you know that's sort of a highest, highest recommendation in a way just by just them going to see the, and I did not tell them anything about the production so in mm. a way that was that sort of says a lot you know which is good because we didn't even know much about no. it when we went to no. go and see it not at um, all I mean to be honest I was intrigued to see what the London Classic Theatre do because I've not, not yeah. seen a production they've done before mm. so it was nice to see sort of what they are putting out and producing. Yeah. And I was interested in this simply because I just thought it would be 
quite nostalgic and nice to go back revisit 1960s and it, it gave me uh sort of the stars of uh the, the sitcom in the 70s at uh, 69 70 with the uh, peter jones who used to be in this production as well of a bird's eye view because he was in that as well as um this when it was first on yeah you know so uh, i could uh revisit a bit of history yeah. i suppose and it was a uh, no i quite enjoyed it moving on now i think we're here for the so Richard, let's talk about the acting. Yes, let's do that. Because we don't know any of these actors. No, at all. And I'm, in a way, I'm glad. Good. Because I I really like watching productions where you don't know who they are. Mm. And you don't know because for me, a performer and an actor is is about that character, not about where they've yeah. been and what they've done. We've been to see like Cluedo, yeah. and uh, there was a couple of. Um, famous stars on there because yeah. these theatre companies if they can afford them they'll, they'll have them to and they'll be the first billing yeah, and they'll definitely. use them to advertise this show uh, well a show yeah that exactly they're, that they're in now this one they, they had none of that no nope. all, all of these are i think pretty much you could say um not long out of uh rider drama score yeah many of them yeah they've all done they've all built up they've built up building up their just, career yeah they've basically they've been performing in theatre in roles but not necessarily getting that break in the big production that you yeah. know their name, but in some ways, these are the actors that you sort of want to see because I they're just find, doing it. Yeah, these always do well yes. in uh, productions where yeah. they are against the yeah. uh, familiar names, and yeah. sometimes the familiar names don't actually uh, put out the Well, bag. it's like I went to see Guys and Dolls quite a few years ago now, and Patrick Swayze was meant to be in it, but because it's the matinee, none of the principal cast perform, it's normally the understudies to give them a chance to perform the show mm. and do it. And I want to say it was the best performance I've ever seen of a musical production, a production where you didn't actually know anybody in that production, and you, you felt like you were in the in the musical because you, they didn't take on it. There was no expectation mm. of them being the famous person that they were, and I think yeah. that that's that's where like this, it, you didn't have any preconceived ideas of how they performed. You just took them for the characters they were. Yeah, I thought the uh, cast was ex- extremely well, um, worked really well together. To be honest, yeah. Um, I suppose if I had a gripe. Which I normally do. Well, you're gonna. Have I've to. always got a gripe. Yeah, we've got to have a gripe. You've got to have a comment, or you if know. I've not got an issue with those doors, which apparently well, exactly. I'm um, a door. I mean, lover. I don't. I don't think this is a bleeping episode, so you no, know. I don't no, think, well, we won't go that we need far. To do that far. I'm not that um, stressed out and uh, panicked. No, it's and quite calm. Shaken to the core. No, I'm quite chilled. But I would say Bertha, the maid, acted really well. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna. Really sharp. Yeah. Really quick. Yeah, I'm not gonna say that, but I'm not short on the wig no i think costuming there was yeah. a few moments that i did question all the costumes were great yeah though. The, they the, were. The, uh, so shout out to uh, the costume supervisor kate leons yeah definitely they were brilliantly done yeah the definitely. i mean, from, I mean from the night yeah. gowns to the actual air uh, yeah. hostesses each different color i mean so even even to gretchen being lufthansa and having matching yellow pants in a bag that yeah. that said that yeah. was, that made me chuckle because they were Everything like about her was yellow, weren't they? Yeah. And the bags. Yes. And the, the, the attention to detail of that period yeah. piece was just yeah, exactly. spot on. It was you the, know, it was was the bag of the time at the right period and everything. And I think even, dare I say it, the right suits for the guys yes. as well. They, they weren't ones which were like modernised. No, they were very well fitted as well. And they were yeah, the right, were, you know, to, to, cause tweed. And... I think in, in those times, um, the waists 
for men didn't lie on their hips no, they were just higher up and yeah. i think they've got their that, that pattern yes. specifically done yeah, which definitely you always notice don't yeah. you when they sort of skimp on the men and the costume for the men although i did feel that the maid's costume bertha's costume was almost off the rack made costume out of a party planner i just didn't feel it was i think also because it was brown yes it i don't know if that the, the thing the, is it didn't I don't feel know. very french made that's the thing yeah. that i was i was a little bit confused about it was it felt like it could have been better to make that it could have been more lolo than than <laughs> sort of party planner we've gone from talking about the the cast to the costume now which yeah, is think, fine yeah. we'll come we're, back we're to quite, the cast we're quite universal uh, universal no i don't mean that we're, we're utilizing the time very no we're not allowed to use that word <laughs> but her costume could have been a little bit tidy, i think with all the effort better. that had gone to to the all the others to be so specific i do think it was a little flat maybe that was the whole the... point that she was like not to be too colourful. Yeah. With it but, being brown. But we made know. we made comment of the wig she was wearing and the, I think that, that just also... her normal hair or, or just uh, maybe I mean I think the actor in her pictures I think just dyed looked, it. But yeah. if, if she'd have just had like a greyish hair or done but something if with her natural had hair a, and just tied it up in but a if, ponytail But she could or... have had a lace head piece to well, go like over that. Yeah, but that would have still given the, the same impression without the Almost, it was a, a party city wig. It, it, it wasn't. Was a, it, it wasn't a nice feel, wig. It, it wasn't, wasn't a human hair wig. wig. It was very much a plastic. It very, felt very plasticky. It was a cheap, very wig. cheap. Yeah, pound shop wig. Yeah, she was walking around like Daddy Davis. It just didn't look right. No, when they'd gone to all the effort of everybody else having the right haircuts, the right this, the right. It, 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 that was yeah. just the, the little moment that would have made it better. I think. I mean, her performance, oh. we're going to go back to the performance yeah, now, but going. her performance was uh, really good. Yes. Extremely I mean, good. She was the comedy glue between the whole production, really, because she held yeah. all the scenes together, all those bits of chaos. She was the one person popping up and saying things in the middle of everything else, just so sharp and so quick. Yeah, and, and I think the at ball. the time she reminded me of um, uh, the woman with the sardines in Noises Off. Yes, definitely. You, you know, that character. So very, very much the same. You know, he's always the like there throughout. Yeah. You know, sorting out. I think there's always them kind of roles that aren't there. There is, passes. but in those type of roles, you've got to know your script. You've got to know everybody else's script yeah. because you're the one that always... Well, you're the... Could, you in know a way, everything. You, you know, know everything. everything, but you're also the one that can also get everybody else out of a situation if you need to. If yeah. there's... Because you're different to the rest of the cast, you can you can almost get away with saying something different yeah. and add something into it, or get people back on track, or you know it, it's useful to have yeah. that character. Now I thought the three girls, Gloria, Gretchen, and um, Gabriella, they were extremely good. Yeah, they were. Um, the one thing I would say, which is I suppose is a little bit of a negative thing, but. The one playing the American, Gloria, yeah. she just seemed to just be a little bit too one-note, high-pitched, high-energy. Totally and I think that's... I mean, we, we spoke about it in the direction a bit, but her levels could have just been a little bit calmer at times. Yeah, there, rather than there, was no, being there wasn't as much 100... colour in her performance. It was almost... It was an expectation that she would walk out, walk to front stage, talk to the audience... <laughs> And mm. then go back and do some more lines, but and don't get me wrong, she didn't miss lines or she she was still good. It's just there was times that she didn't show any fluctuations between mm. 
being loud and brash, then being persuasive, then being controlling. Then it was just it just seemed to all be it hit it hard like, at yeah, all it times. Just felt like a, a Millicent Marchant on speed, just yeah. coming straight in like this American just gobbing off. And <laughs> I don't mean that to sound in any way like uh, nasty towards the actress. I just think had someone said just on this particular moment, just just uh, change your change your tone yeah. or your your pace because we've already had this hundred percent. Coming in like a whirlwind. It's almost for me. But she just needed. Just it's almost to, for me. They could have played with the moments of being that air hostess who's quite forceful and and customer service driven, to then slipping into her own personality and then slipping back. It's like because you're so used to being on the airline and being that person, mm. she could have been lost in that more. Yeah. But then also switch to her own personality. There could have been a little bit more of that, and I think it was just because you couldn't really work out what she'd be like on a plane to what she'd be like mm. with her in the home setting. Whereas I felt that I felt that Gabriella and Gretchen had more of that. You could almost yeah. see that what they'd be like. You could see how Gretchen would be on Lufthansa Airways. You could see that she'd be that forceful person that would make sure everybody's done what they're doing. But yeah. then she was having loving moments with Robert. And changing her personality to well, I think suit that's that. down to the levels. Uh, yeah, and that's and, and that's where where she she showed those levels yeah. by doing that. Whereas I just think that Gloria could have. That's that. But this is just you know small. That's, yeah, but it's just it, noticeable that it's things. the others. The other two showed more of a more of diversity. I think that was yeah. In that and, and it was it was quite fun seeing um, seeing Natalie Barkley who played Gabriella actually uh, break character and just laughed at the moment yeah. where Robert was basically uh, speaking or pretending that he's the one that spoke up when it was actually um, I think it was Gloria yeah, shouting was from the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. So he had to pretend it was him. That yeah. voice came from him in a high pitched yeah. tone, and she, it, it just and broke be, her. Yeah, because the whole audience just burst out laughing because it was a really uh, high point of the yeah. show on this one. This, you know, we're in a full steam of uh, yeah, chaos yeah. here. And then uh, she just like smiled, but that smile was more than like just a character really smile. Was. She, she broke. <laughs> she broke. Yeah, she really broke. But that, that was made her more endearing there. But then there was also moments that she put in where she played a spoiled brat at certain points, and she was stomping her feet, and she she almost went mm. back to like you know when she came back storming back after being left in a restaurant. Yeah. And those moments, it was like she went from laughing and joking to then all like stamping her feet when she yeah. came back in, and that could give her more performance levels, and you'd warm yeah. to the character because of that. Because and she didn't do it in an annoying way. No, no, not at all. You just yeah. knew that you you could see her going through different different emotions almost. Yeah. Whereas I suppose with with Isabella, Isabella, yeah, Isabe- yeah with Isabella, Isabella with Isabella Gloria, Gloria played yeah. Gloria, you struggled to see the different emotions because it was all very one performance. Yeah, and because I think it that was, was the difference. One note. I mean, she she had the um, the ability to take centre stage, shall yes. we say? She she well, had she, that. Stage they presence. they all commanded the stage. You yeah. know. I mean, we don't know if this was direction because that's we were talking see, about again, it from Gloria's performance, yeah. but it could have been. She could have been told to be that yeah. like that so so you you know but I, I mean one thing i would say is for all the actors their volumes were oh like definitely with their diction and everything it di- was, uh, volumes diction and performance and the characterization oh, as well they were there they were on it and yeah and I es- think... especially i'd say the standouts for me would be gretchen jessica dennis i thought she was just adorable she came in in this passionate yeah uh, just love for bernard and also robert Paul Sandys. 
He was just amazing, oh, Robert, through yeah, and through, Robert, amazing, yeah. just in couch totally. all the time. Oh, he was, and, and considering Bernard's supposed to be like you'd think the lead, actually yeah. it's Robert's the lead because he's yeah. the one that has to make up all the farce yeah. and deal he's with. He's the one uh, running Bernard's, about doing, um, keeping everything going, basically. Yeah, yeah, and I do think he was he was so key to the production, but there was times where his pauses were spot on, or his his waiting to deliver his line, or yeah. everything was just done with so much confidence and and you know he he really did show that he was a very very good performer so i mean huge shout out to paul sandys you know yeah from you know for me i mean well the other thing i'd say about their own performances is in a farce in a comedy you can't throw away any lines and when you perform them you have to perform them knowing that it might get a laugh. So your pauses have got to be spot on to allow people to laugh, allow people to, to get the joke. And I don't think that they threw away any line No. in their performance. As a whole cast, when they were on stage, they waited, then they delivered the lines, then they, then they, they waited again, then they delivered the lines again. They let the audience get the jokes, they let the audience react. Yeah. And that's big because... I've seen so many productions where they've almost rode over the audience and it's thrown lines away and wasted the performance. And it's like You're not the, talking about Red Ellen. I might be. Oh. But I've seen other productions yeah, as well in my time. There's a lot of comedies that I've seen or I've seen anything from amateur to professional comedies where they just waste so much of the script. It's been written to create a laugh and they just may as well just chuck it in the bin because whereas this, this it's show... It's like nervous energy. It, it They've is. got to speak. They've got, they want to, they, they don't want air. to forget the line but then they yeah. don't realise that, you know, it's only the same as doing a fast comedy panto. They, they're all made to, to make that laugh so you've got to allow the audience time. Yeah, exactly. You allow them to react and, and laugh at a joke, yeah. but then an actor can just wait there, wait to say yeah. his line or her line or whatever, and just give a look to the exactly. audience. And then yeah. they might even burst the out laughing again. The physical side of it is just as important. Exactly. Because it, it, and also... And Joe Castleton in here, I remember watching a bit where there was a huge raucous of laughter from the yeah. audience and she was about to say her next line, but then she just, just stood waited. at the back and waited yeah. with her tea uh, Knowing, yeah, tray and, and just uh, waited for it to die down also, before she went back into it. in her head, she would know that her next line's going to hit even more of a laugh. Exactly. And it's, and it's knowing that, well, I've got them now, but I'm going to get them again yeah. and I'll get them again. Yeah. And it's like, and that's how an actor has to perform a farce. Yeah. They've got to realise that what they say has got so much weight behind it. So you can't, you don't jump script because it's, you know, it's important. Yeah. I don't want to actually say that Bernard, John Dorney, Bernard, I wasn't quite sure if he was miscast. I can't, I yeah. couldn't see the attraction there. No. For Robert, yeah. Definitely. But, but for Bernard, I thought, I, I can't imagine him having three really attractive air stewardesses. This is going to actually sound really nasty, me actually saying that. However... You're going to say it. I've said it. It doesn't flake my boat. But it's... I suppose Nobody it's a bit like a low, a low. Yeah. How do all the waitresses find Renee so attractive? Exactly. Yeah. Maybe it's that kind of thing that yeah, we're going for. We okay, just, so you know, I wipe we that, don't know these I'll wipe things. that comment off and hopefully I don't sound too... Um, 
vicious, shall we say. But there was a bit in his acting where when it came to unraveling all the mess in like the third act, he was like, I don't know if he was on drugs, if he was drinking, if he chose to act like he was supposed to be drunk, although it didn't call for him there to be drinking. There was not really any setup he, though he was just if all he was being place. drunk because you never really see him, saw him drink throughout the production. So no, exactly. the other's drunk, the other's had a drink and there was other, like the maid having scotch and there was times where Robert had a drink and yeah. but you never actually saw Bernard drink and 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 then all of a sudden he became almost uncontrollable and, and like he'd lost like restless, his mind. But yeah, not it didn't come across as if he was restless. That was didn't pay up because it because was, that how, didn't pay off because there was no setup in a way. No, he it, was like his, his like legs just ended up just being like moving on their own accord. It, it was just it was an off putting performance. But then was on... it a direction thing? Because we just don't know. Either way, I have to say. It's probably my least favourite. Yeah, I think if I had to sort of just because analyze he it, on me, I just didn't. I don't. I, don't, I think didn't for me, it. he was the only actor that I felt a little bit disconnected with because I don't feel that he almost gelled with the rest of the cast the same. Yeah. Because even at the opening, you almost just felt like he was a little bit disconnected from the time period and the mm. and. I don't know, it just felt a little bit... So what you're saying is maybe awkward. down to the character that's yeah. in the script. Well, yeah, or, but also him. But also him. I think there's yeah, an actor... I, 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 don't, I, I felt disconnected from him as an actor, hmm. whereas if maybe Robert had have been in his place, I'd have probably been with him more because yeah. I, I believe Robert's performance was in... Paul Sandy's performance yeah. more, and I think that's the role um, Peter James. It, had, it almost felt socially that. awkward. Bernard did, like in general, and I think that's where it just felt a little bit. But whether he was acting to play up that social awkward, yeah, of course. I mean, I'm very socially awkward, and I don't, I don't act drunk or on no, drugs. And I, think I don't. It, there was done like that. So this that is why I can't understand feel, it. The, yeah, the, the bit where his legs were going from under him, it didn't really. I don't get how he managed to get to that character. I'll also, oh, I also need to give a bit of a shout out here because I've just read that the set and costume designer was Beck Palmer. So whilst I credited uh, the costume supervisor, it's probably the set and costume designer, Beck Palmer, for doing the, the 1960s um, yeah. costume as well. Yeah, which was really good. Yeah, it was it, overall, it was really good. Yeah, and in a way, you can see that the, the aesthetics of the production, as in the set, was done for a reason so that those three air hostesses had very distinct colours that were contrasted against the set and yeah. the scenery. So they stood out even more. So it was, yeah. there was a lot of work that must have been a Oh, yeah, that's, a, that's another point, isn't it, with, with the set. The maid didn't have, although we've just um, hyped her up, uh, there was no um, French accents. No, which was, we were in Paris, and, and you'd they all did really well the on maid accents. at least to yeah. have a French accent just because she would have been the lower paid and more local to the than the rest because they were all international yeah and this was a a local maid it just felt a little bit like a maid with a british accent there, there was no acknowledgement that she'd come over with bernard it was more she's just there as the maid so you it just felt like could there could have been more mm. of it being hammed up a little bit more but again this could have been like skewed with a lower low yes with them all being accent yeah of course accents yeah and, and uh stuff. yeah because gretchen gretchen gloria and and Gabriella all had different accents. And they were really good. Yeah. So yeah. and and they were speaking English in 
a, a different dial and a different twang. So they, you know, mm. there, there was an Italian and definitely a German and an American, mm. you know, dialect in the background of it. Yeah. Now moving on to our next segment. What the tech is this? So let's talk about the technical aspect of this whole production. Richard, over to you. Well, it was very much a lights up, lights down production. There was no real changes in the lighting, so the the general it was really a general cover the with with lighting where they almost just covered the whole stage with a general wash of 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 light so that it caught all the cast members. I mean, it looked it looked good. My only thing I'd question is there was a lamp, there was a, a hanging light that was. It did work, but it wasn't in the the right position. It felt like it was at the back of stage, whereas normally most installations of lighting is put by the nearer the window, which was at the front of stage. Yeah. So it just felt a little bit in the wrong place. I mean, sound effect-wise, I don't think there was any apart from the phone ringing. Yeah, there was nothing. There was, there nothing. was nothing spectacular was because the doors, the, the doors were creating their own sound effects. So it was literally and probably there were little problems yeah, as well with the. It was. On the I mean, the phone rang probably about four times, and that was it in the yeah. whole production so so i mean it, it'd be an easy job for a sound engineer because there's not yeah. a lot to do <laughs> yeah um they play i mean one thing i did find strange is they played some 60s french music in the background as you walked into the production and in the interval however that did stop in between the safety curtain coming down and then only came up for the, the song before it opened again and started probably run out but, of tape yeah i mean so for me it could have continued i mean it could they could have had a playlist on in the interval just to keep you within mm. the the scene i but, don't know but overall i mean there wasn't there wasn't much technically that was used i mean we did mention in the set there was no plug sockets or phone socket on the wall or anything so i mean technically there was a lot really but what they could have done is uh, because the window was facing the audience, you could have had a uh, natural light up. Yes, some kind of light yeah. flowing into yeah. the room at certain points of the day because shadows, maybe. because because at certain points of the day because they um... yes because act one was morning, act two was afternoon, then after the interval, act three was evening. Evening, yeah, and it yeah. changed so and, and evening was the only time that actual lamp the the light fitting from above. Actually yeah, I mean, one on. thing that could have been also done to enhance things is when they opened the doors into the bathroom or into the bedrooms, there could have been light yeah, could coming have been through those doors there. that would have made it even more of a... Sound effects it, of the bath it, being filled up, yeah, for the, example. The, yeah, and, and, and even when you open the front doors, they, there was one door shut sound effect, but it was never used again. Oh. They reacted to the door being shut outside. Oh, somebody's come in. The door's shut. There was, there was uh, because it was, it was mentioned in the script. Uh, there was um, a doorbell ring, which was when Robert was being kissed. Yeah. And then he thought he was hearing things because he was being. But kissed. at first, the buzzer didn't sound. I thought the buzzer was. It just. I didn't know. Oh, I, I didn't, heard. The, yeah, the I heard buzzer, the buzzer, but, but I couldn't really work out if that was a. a, a flat entry door. I mean, the other thing is there was no phone on the door. There was no buzzer for to let people in downstairs if it was a flat because normally there'd be a buzzer on the wall with an intercom yeah perhaps like so if you reference much, it there was yeah. no there was nothing there to reference so how can you perhaps have that noise just, you know uh, they haven't gone into too much detail with the whole set thing yeah but that's you know but overall i mean you know but lighting they, wise, they it looked good they, mm. they they the preset was very much in colored light but the overall production was just done in a pretty much bare minimum bare you minimum. could you could have done more but but how much didn't. more do you do i mean to well, me, exactly, the, yeah. for me the farce is 
the it's more about the actual comedy and the performance than it is about the the lighting and sound sometimes with these so, i mean oh this is coming from someone who says like they're the extra person on stage it is if it oh. warrants it i mean the thing is i do think that there was there's probably not really anywhere well, in the script. Well, they could have sound effect of running in the bath. They, yeah, they, they, they could, could have done a little bit They more. could have, but it would have took, they, they would have had to rehearse it with that thing. In, and it depends if it was in the script. They're probably trying to stay true to the actual performance, maybe. Mm, yeah, I suppose. Call this a show. So, Richard, summing up now, what did you make of Boeing Boeing? I really enjoyed it. It was a, a nice night of comedy entertainment. I do think the first act, just personally, it did take a lot of time to actually get into the fun aspect of the production. But overall I thought it was a good farce. It was it was a good it was a good it was just a good laugh and, and sometimes we need a little bit of a laugh in the in the times we're in. So I do think that it was you know, overall the cast did a really good job. So yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm I'm going to have to agree with you here because uh, even though the set was okay, it was nice, it was interesting, I think there could have been scope for a little bit more. Yeah. However, it still didn't take away the farcical enjoyment elements of this actual play. No. So I still enjoyed it. Yeah, I yeah, thought exactly. it was great. If it was ever to go on again, um, I think I actually would come and see this. Yeah, I'd go and see it again. There's certainly different bits to it, like the beginning of, of Act One, where it was just a set-up and, and stuff, um, exposition. But again, um, well, nothing you can do about that, I suppose. No, no, not at all. Um, but it also makes me want to watch other things London Classic Theatre are doing. Um, oh, absolutely, that's yes. The, that's the other thing. We've got Abigail's party coming up, so I think we might have to... I think we might have to look out for that one. Yeah, that's next year, isn't it? Yeah, so. next year. So, yeah. And also, they, they, they've done a couple of uh, Pinter plays. Yes. The Caretaker and uh, Birthday Party. I think I've just seen Birthday Party. So, the, you know, if they're going to do classic theatre... Yeah, I'll definitely be, be looking out to what they do. Go and see. Definitely. Right, scores on the doors, Richard, from 1 to 10, with, with 10 being travelling first class and 1 being lost in the luggage compartment. What are you going for here? Well, I'd like to give this a 7 out of 10. Okay. I enjoyed it. Seven out of ten. Oh, I really don't like the fact that I'm agreeing with you, but I'm agreeing with you. This yeah. is a seven for me. In yeah. the middle, in the yeah, middle yeah. here. That's where I am. It, it it could get better. Yeah. But it, it could have been a lot worse. It could have been a hell of a lot worse. Exactly. So yeah. I really enjoyed this. And yes, uh, as I say, I will definitely come and see this one again. Yeah, seven out and of actually, ten for me. Oh, I have to confess, I actually probably would go and see Cluedo again. Yeah. I know, that's bad. But anyway, there we go. So, what sound effect will you be choosing from the following? A complete train wreck? Tumbleweed? An audible shrug of the shoulders? Uh? A slow clap? A pleasant applause? Or a standing ovation? What will it be? I'm going to give this a pleasant applause. I enjoyed it, and yeah, it was pleasant applause for me. And it's a pleasant applause from me. There we are. Aren't we so agreeable? Yeah, easy. <laughs> Easily Easy agreeable. pleased with this one. Well done to the cast of Boeing Boeing and all the backstage crew. Thank you. Yep, yeah, and I'll be looking out for the next production. London Classic Theatre. Go and see Boeing Boeing. So there we are. That's our discussion of Boeing Boeing. 
We hope you found it insightful, if not entertaining. Coming up over the next few episodes, we will be discussing the new production of Blood Brothers, Fascinating Aida on the road again, and A Week in the West End, where Richard Platt takes on five of the top shows. That's it for this week, folks. If you'd like to drop us a message, please email us at upstagedownstagepod at gmail.com. Remember, you can always join in the chat to share with us your views on a production. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our channel so you get every episode the second it's released. And we hope you join us again for another instalment of Upstage Downstage. Downstage.